everyone, and welcome to episode freaking 20 of the Adventures in Novus <laughs> podcast. We hope you enjoyed the pirate adventure in our last Tales episode. We love going off of the rails every now and then, and Tales has been a really fun change. Without our rules master, Alexei, otherwise known as Crick, I can do whatever I want. So if that interests you, go back and check it out. Winter is coming, and for podcast reasons, that's amazing, because we're not sweating profusely and stopping every 20 minutes to turn the AC on. That's how much we care, beautiful listeners. We make sacrifices for the quality here at Damn Gaming. You should see the pile of goat back. Yeah. <laughs> pile of what? You said sacrifices. Ah, uh, the goats. And virgins. Uh, that's so common to me, I don't even virgin think about goats. the goats. Yeah. It has to be a virgin goat, for sure. I have to say, though, that last summer wasn't as bad. Uh, Mike, our technical director, who you know is Anders, has done a great job this summer doing everything in his power to keep our recording room cool. Check it out on the X-Twit. That's what I call it now. I even kept my pants on all summer. So big thanks to Mike. Without him, we're just Dan Gaming, and that's a completely different thing. Yeah, no, you're, you're welcome. Yeah, buddy. Uncle Dan, Dan Gaming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Dan, get off of me. What? What? <laughs> no one else have that? We're not going to explore that. All right. No, all right. All right. I digress. I'm doing that thing again where I just keep talking uh, without thinking. So, you guys, our wonderful audience full of friends, family, super nerds, and fans who maybe not want to be called nerds, but they still listen. You know, we usually like to get right into the game as fast as possible. Quick intro, quick recap, and boom, we're right in the action. We don't do a lot of faff like other podcasts, and that gives you as much Pathfinder as possible. But today, today we are going to change that. At the beginning of each chapter, we're going to take a little time to go down memory lane. For a moment, it's Derek, Alexei, Mike, and Nick talking. Damn gaming, baby. We're going to explain some of the more confusing parts of the story and also talk about the best parts. And maybe parts we didn't like. Maybe some other things. I can't predict these guys. Also, if any of our listeners have a question that wasn't answered in this next part, feel free writing in, and I'll answer you in our next recording. Hold your horses. Anders here. If you want to skip all this faffing about and get right back to the story, then feel free to jump ahead to the one hour, one minute, and 30 seconds mark. And that way, no one's got to get their knickers in a twist. Now, back to our gracious and loving dungeon master. That's a bit of an oxymoron, isn't it? So how's everyone doing? <laughs> it gets you every time. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I made a note to write that again. <laughs> no. How was that? <laughs> that was for me. <laughs> you got it all. I knew I shouldn't have asked. I don't really care was the next thing I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> See, no heart. <laughs> So we went through a lot in chapter one from the first episode where immediately I had trouble with crocodiles and alligators. Uh, our rules master dazed a crocodile, which is not even allowed. It has to be a humanoid. We saw firsthand how much Travis can miss. Yeah, we saw firsthand how much Travis can miss. We met some new characters in episode one that ended up hanging out with you guys for a long time. Claire and Akimbo. And since then, you guys have gone through a lot. So let's go through it. Who wants to start with their favorite part of chapter one? Fucking Travington. 
<laughs> that was the part? I'm just saying, I'm just leading off with that. Yeah. <laughs> that get, it gets me every time on any re-listen. Yeah. <laughs> I forget about it. <laughs> Fucking Travington. Of course, that's yeah. the one. That boat ride was fun. Like, I liked Crick walking up with the mask and then failing with Claire and then Travis is like, "I'm all right. I'm gonna go." And then Crick's like, "You want to take the mask?" And <laughs> Travis is like, "No, I, I, I don't want the mask." <laughs> uh, another favorite for me would be Derek's Rufio voice, and <laughs> also the gnome voices. Anytime there's a gnome <laughs> present, I am immediately keyed up because there's so many like great opportunities to to tee off on I'm something. Sounding really strange. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm a gnome. <laughs> So, boys, one of my favorite parts, what about the song that Camille did, Nick's Wife? That was, when I think about our podcast, I think that is one of the things that you don't find in any other podcast. And right away when you said, hey, we want to record this song, I thought that was such a neat idea. And then it turned into getting Camille involved, Mike doing like the instrumental for it and everything like that. When it grew into that, I'm like, okay, this is fun. Like, this is an established thing that I want to continue. And that shows the work that we're willing to put in that other shows might not. It was a lot of work. But it worked. <laughs> it did end yeah. up really good. <laughs> yeah, uh, there was a, a yeah a bit of a few hours of you know, love and attention that went into <laughs> it. Uh, but it's a lot of learning and stuff. You know, I'm by no means a, a master at any of this, so I figure it out as I go along. And, you are now. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no. We'll see how the the pirate song goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spoiler. Yeah. But, uh, no, this, no. Comes, this comes after. But oh, okay. I, I would be remiss in in not saying that uh, Camille made it actually a lot easier than it could have been because she has a lot of raw natural talent. So there wasn't really a lot as, I had as to, opposed to all of us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially after having a taste of my own uh, flavor of singing there. Like, good lord, yeah. <laughs> There's no help on that. So. I mean, I have to sort of applaud her too because we didn't put her in the best conditions because what we did is we went over to our place and we brought the mics over and brought the, everything to record, but then we didn't have a stand or anything to put the mic on because we forgot that part. Yeah, we so used a toy or what did we, we use? We used the Paw Patrol tower. Yeah. And it was leaning in this Paw Patrol tower and she was like laying half on the ground, like trying to sing this song, this soulful song. Uh, it, was, it was pretty amazing though. She's a true professional. Yeah. <laughs> I listened more than probably everybody to this podcast mm-hmm. in terms of re-listens, in terms of edits, in terms of just always listening to this thing. And it's still, it's still so funny to me. Um, but it's hard to pick out those favorite spots. I like so much of what Crick brings to things. It's the strange feels on your face. Yeah. yeah that's a great That's going to be a t-shirt one day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can get a merch store. I'd wear yeah. that shirt. Yeah. yeah. That's an all-time <laughs> line for sure. Oh, I know one of my favorite parts of all time was the size of the roads. <laughs> That's one of the things I have, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. The, the, the changing <laughs> wagon road size that yeah, hasn't changed five foot, for 300 foot. years. Yeah. But now because we've showed up and go, huh, I wonder what that couldn't be bigger. They're like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea, guys. <laughs> I may have we, not thought that one through. Why don't we let more people from outside come in more often? Because <laughs> look at all the things that happen. <laughs> Princesses saved. Yeah. Roads are big enough to fit two wagons. We should do something about all these wagon jams. <laughs> I really liked the, uh, I don't know how much it came across in the actual pod, but the alligators versus crocodiles when we were actually playing was we got it wrong. We changed it between alligator and a crocodile literally every single time. And it was just so stupid to play. <laughs> <Yeah>. So dumb. 
<laughs> I didn't even realize I was doing it. I had no idea. And that was my first experience with editing. Yeah. I'm trying to make sense of this. I'm like, uh, okay, at least half of these have to be alligators and some of these are crocodiles. We, we kept it pretty, pretty good in the edit, I think, actually. It's not bad. <laughs> and you guys met the Bandersnatch pretty early on. Oh, yeah. And I bet you guys didn't know that would be tied in later. He had been fighting the princess and had to lick his wounds. And he was out searching for a new den after being after his last den was invaded. So that's why he came across you guys. And Akimbo's like, he shouldn't be here. Mm, it all fits. It like, all after fits. the princess went after him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, no, because th- that was like a month later. Yeah. So he, he had time for, to heal. Yeah. And then he was in a different part of the forest. So he was traveling around looking for a new den, clearly not finding what he wants. Going to the more northern part of the forest. Bandersnatch. Yeah. Some of you might be wondering why a forest human might want to kill an animal to prove their power. But the Bandersnatch is actually a unique creature. It hunts for sport. So it is something that would definitely take down some high-value Guarian warriors over time. So it would be seen as like a show of strength. The princess's plan to bring its head in and have the gnome flag and unite everyone in this beautiful story that went horribly wrong. So it's like the predator. And she was trying <laughs> to reverse predator the predator. That is great. Yeah, like exactly like that. Did she basically. cover herself in mud? Yeah. <laughs> she had five gnomes, so they got up to some trickery for sure. They, two they of definitely put their gnome fingers all over dirty, her. Dirty, dirty gnome fingers. Yeah. Cover yeah. her in mud up to like her yeah. thigh. She trusted the gnome fingers. <laughs> Yeah, never trust the gnome fingers. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a dark story. <laughs> you might go back to Betchland and find that doctor again. I'm, oh, the the, oh. the moment of the the bishop of Betchland. Uh, yes. Yeah, so accidental. That's so it was great. just so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that came out of nowhere. We couldn't stop laughing. Like we cut like seventy five percent of the laughing for that episode because we were howling for a while. And, uh, yeah, now Betchland's a real place. You guys <laughs> might be going to it. Canon now, yeah. So, actually, to explain it, because when you listen to the edited version, you don't get the full story of what happened, really, with the line. Because uh, I was supposed to say a different town name originally, which was, like, Oxbow or something yeah. super boring. And I think Alexei was, like, kind of messing around with uh, an accent. Because I think it was, first Derek had said Bitchup instead of Bishop. Yep, and then happens. you kind of ran with that with like a Scottish accent or whatever. You're like the Bishop of Betchland. Yep, and then we all just laughed our asses off because that was hilarious. Do you want to know what it actually is? Way, way, way before, even before the episode started, we yeah. were talking about names for the town. Oh, and Betchland came up because we, we were that, we were yeah, saying we were things the like back. there ain't no bitch like a Betchland bitch. <laughs> and I, that's all in the the yeah. raw recording, which I cut right because oh we never kept any of the faff before the episodes. But we were talking about it specifically, and Betchland came up. And then you said the Bishop of Betchland. Yeah. That was before you had done your story, so yeah. it hadn't even come up. So we didn't know that I was going to be Betchland. Yeah. yeah. And then you changed it to Betchland in your story. Yeah. 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 Up for that <laughs> we part weren't expecting like, that. <laughs> yeah. Right in the middle of that freaking <laughs> yeah. super dramatic. Uh, I'm ready emo. to cry, and yeah. all of a sudden I hear Betchland, and I'm just dying. <laughs> no pants at the time. Yeah. yeah. It's a common one, Derek, with no pants. Yeah. That was our old recording studio. Now Mike's got it under control. <laughs> <laughs> the good old White Rock days. Yeah, he didn't want to see the Battle of the Bulge no more. <laughs> uh, like how Nitril's become the Rainbow Geezer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Rainbow Geezer. I don't even know where that 
popped in my I guess geezer I was trying to look up more like English kind of ways of saying things you know different words and geezer you hear a lot on the uh the, the Guy Ritchie movies yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah I also uh, really like the uh, carbuncle jam mm. gem club <laughs> stupid carbuncle <laughs> yeah because we hear about that one a lot from a few listeners I've yeah. uh heard from you know, they're like, oh, I thought it was jam too. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys make a lot of opportunities out of me failing to be able to talk properly. <laughs> but we roll with it and it's fun. That was great. Something that I didn't really like from myself was the beautiful idea I had in the beginning of having a timer or a <laughs> end time for the Calamian Patrol to come. Because that kind of made things overcomplicated. When I was writing the chapter, I kind of wanted to add some suspense and a timed challenge to the chapter. I thought it'd be cool. But some of you may know, some of you may not know, we had a long break due to COVID. So we didn't record for a while. COVID, you say? Yeah, this thing called COVID. Hmm. I don't think I recall this at no, all. No. Just, what, you, what is this? Yeah, COVID? What? Three years that just went bloop. I yeah. no, that's I've, I've equated COVID to the snap from from Marvel, Marvel. <laughs> yeah, because like the, bl- you, the yeah, blip, yeah, and it because you didn't see people for like three years, and you come back and they're either the same, like nothing's happened, or they're completely different, like they've lived an entire life in that time. Hmm. So it's I've, I've like yeah, it's just for me, it's the snap, and it's very it's very similar. And as a DM, you know everything that's happening, and sometimes you got to make sure that. Your characters know what's happening. And in my mind, I'm like, they know that, like, while Crick is training with the witch, they know there's a time limit here, and they know they should probably search these cabins. Okay, they're just going to take it to the end. And then one episode, I'm like, you guys know that, like, this this patrol's coming, right? They're like, no. I'm like, shit. No, we did know, but I think it was because we were under the impression that we were trying to meet this patrol Uh. based on how it was, because the way that Rufio explained it, he's like, oh, yeah, like, because we didn't know it, where the princess was or have any information, and yeah. we thought that was the lead. Yeah. So we were going to catch them either where they're going or follow them or get them to talk. So we're like, okay, we're planning to our days out in order to meet the patrol. Mm-hmm. We didn't get the urgency of they're coming to completely ruin things and take her away. Yeah. As a DM, you don't ever want to over-explain something, but you never want to under-explain something. And that's something where... I should have recognized in the characters through their actions, I should have done something to clarify in that moment. And I didn't, but it still worked out. I kept it all the same. I didn't change anything, and the boys made it through that battle, and I was actually quite impressed. I thought as soon as Travis went down, in my head, I'm like, shit. In the Rufio fight, you mean? In the... uh, the, Oh, in the... In Clam, yeah. Yeah, 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 with the the end of battle, the end of chapter battle. In my head, I was like, shit. (laughs) I think I rolled like a 20, 18 for the crit, and then an 18 for the next attack. So it was 20, 18, 18, Travis down. And I was just like, well, I knew they weren't going to TPK because of the magic of the forest. Inevitably, they could run away. But you kind of want the boys to finish the story instead of walking (laughs) back with their, their tails between their legs. And it's not fun. But we played it out, truthfully. And they won. So I was really excited about that, to be honest. Like, I do want to kill one of them. Don't get me wrong. Like, I definitely want to kill someone. No. I thought we were dead for sure in that fight. Like, I was like 90 
3% sure. I'm like, there's no way at, le- at least two of us are going to die. Cause yeah, Crick, Crick, his- Crick was, uh, was, was already <laughs> making plans of who you'd have yeah. to go hire back in town. Yeah. I think Crick's worried about the doom. So if this company doesn't work out, he's just going to keep hiring and keep moving. I'll just declare bankruptcy and start it all over again. Yeah. Like it's no big deal. Yeah. Change your name to brick. Sure. <laughs> Grick. Yeah. <laughs> so Anders was one point away from permadeath in that Rufio fight that you mentioned just before. Mm-hmm. And that was another moment where I was like, holy crap. I've just written so much for Anders' backstory. You know, there's all of Greslania in the game now. And I've had so many people be like, we love Anders. I'm like, oh, my God, this is it. This is it. I was, like, excited but nervous at the same time. I'm like, oh, I got my character death one point away. I did not see that coming at all. Yeah. uh, And and especially as a very green player, um, you know, I'm I'm not super familiar with Pathfinder. I figured I was pretty much invulnerable. (laughs) (laughs) Video game invulnerability. Yeah, right? Like, uh, yeah. And then uh, that was kind of a rude awakening that, oh, shit, I'm playing a... Uh, a fragile character mm-hmm. ultimately mm-hmm. yeah you know so it's definitely it definitely changed the way i started playing Change your game. play style your combat yeah. style yeah where you know it, it's also helped me learn the rules a bit better because now i'm you know trying to think of ways to not get myself into these situations yeah playing but, with a little less reckless abandon yeah basically. but yeah. still have it work with the character sure. right like i you know i don't want to just be a, a min maxer metagamer you know as yeah. the as the folks say yo for sure you always want to play your character but it is like that's why this game is beautiful is you can die you can do whatever you want and there are consequences for your actions but there's also the beauty in a video game you can't swing off the chandelier jump 10 feet in the air do a backflip and stab someone in the back you but, can in chandelier jumpers too. Oh, <laughs> I haven't gone to that one yet. I yeah. just, I've almost done the first one. Yeah. Funnily and, enough, you can't do that in chandelier jumpers one. You had to wait until chandelier jumpers yeah, one, two. Once they came out with the then second, they added, yeah. The, yeah. the bonus the first, package. The first yeah. one was more just a platformer on top. Well, of it, was, it was 2D. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are you going to do? But I, that's the most fun part of this game is like anything can happen. So, that's really fun to present a story to you guys. And I have an idea what's going to happen. I didn't know that you and Rufio would stand toe-to-toe for four rounds and just miss each other. (laughs) Dodge. Dodge each other. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But that happened, and you came really close. And my heart was pounding, to be honest. No, Crick had plants. It was I, I had that little the my my uh, stabilized spell in the hopper ready to go. I was just waiting for the right time to use it. Because um, I figured he was not gonna Anders wasn't gonna be able to join the fight anyway, so I was kinda like, ah, he's got, I got some time before I need to stop him from dying. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you are the first one in, Anders. Yeah, usually. So now yeah. I uh, I mean we've we've upgraded the tankiness of Anders a bit since, I think. You know, mm-hmm. he's uh I imagine he's starting to look like one of those very stiff knights that can't really yep. flex or move or anything. Kind of like a bomb squad. Uh, like a refrigerator? Guy. Yeah, yeah kind of <laughs> like that. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it'll be all good, you know. Well, don't you worry. A- Andrews is uh, 
figuring it out. <laughs> but actually, that does remind me of another of my favorite parts, and that was when Crick tried to stab the orphan. <laughs> as he was fleeing. He tried After to saying that he wasn't going to hurt the kids. <laughs> I didn't. You missed. Yeah, you <laughs> tried. I mean, everybody seems to like try to blame me for for trying to hurt the children there, but yeah. clearly Crick didn't. It was all part of his master plan. Yeah, yes. as everything is. Yeah. One so of my, one of my favorite things about Crick too is the uh, the absolute certainty that he is firmly in control at all times. Hundred percent of the time, always ready to pull the trigger. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna run, roll. That's it. You're gonna get stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> he gave me kind of a stink eye and I thought, uh, or he gave Crick a bit of a stink eye anyway. And I, Crick was worried that he was going to go attack Anders. Yeah. So took that opportunity to scare him off. In fact, I think he might've been going in your direction uh, until the spear thrust. Right. So, you know, a little, little behind back. the curtain action. I know it's hard to see the direction of all the NPCs <laughs> sometimes, but he was going right for Anders. There's a definite move towards Anders. Yeah, yeah. And once once Crick stabbed it towards him, he changed direction and got right out of there. Hightailed it. So. Yeah. Good shit. <laughs> <laughs> Travis, do you have any more favorite parts or Nick? I like the NPCs that we got to talk to. All of Derek's, Derek's NPCs. I like Kiku. I like Claire. I liked Akimbo. I love Akimbo. Obviously, well, Travis loves Akimbo. <laughs> I'm blushing. He's his favorite guy. Um, who else? The mayor. Mayor Quimby. <laughs> <laughs> what an original name, too. Uh, <laughs> Where did I get that from? <laughs> you know, it's something. Something from my childhood. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The witch. The grotesque mayor that could barely keep his clothes on. The magically feeding himself grapes. Yeah, that's right. You got to use the word weenus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? What do you know about my... My what willy. do you know about my weenus? Yeah. No, no, my willy. no, what do you know about my willy? <laughs> that wasn't a gnome voice. It was, uh, it was close enough. <laughs> There's a lot of voices. Because there was a gnome, to keep track. And then you got to like layer on the traitor's haven. Yeah. And <laughs> it's hard. Like voices are really hard. I'm trying to work on them a lot, but yeah, we're, we're not nerdy ass voice actors. Yeah, like yeah, some exactly. Other exactly. We didn't start out as voice actors. We just started out as. You know, guys that like to party, and make <laughs> weird noises. It's hard to get a lot of different voices. Like mm -hmm. I, it, I can't imagine. Like you do a really good job with the thanks, man. The task because there's a lot of different characters to voice and to make them sound different and also not just sound like yourself. You know, like that's it's it's good. It's hard. It's hard to yeah. like stay in character, think what they would want to do. And plus, I got like ulterior motives for these guys. And then you guys come at me with something, and I'm like, oh, what do I do? definitely hard but i feel like we're getting to a rhythm like after we were in a rhythm before then we had the covid break and then we re-got into our rhythm and i am jacked for chapter two i also want to know like is there anything that frustrated you or made you um upset in the first yes. chapter? the uselessness of crick's party sometimes like <laughs> they just he gave such simple instructions yeah. and they just couldn't even come close and so he would have to take measures into his own hands like defeating rufio for instance yeah um <laughs> all on his own with no help whatsoever from the employees and that was just as a leader and a manager it's it's just nothing is more more infuriating than when nobody else does their job you're the only one working i feel like a lot of bosses <laughs> listening feel that right now <laughs> Yeah. Um, frustrations uh, for, for me, 
uh, and especially again being so new to Pathfinder, the the rigidity of being a paladin was something <laughs> yes. I wasn't really prepared for. Because uh, you know my my character is pretty rough around the edges. He's a lot of gray area. And for paladins, that's kind of usually a no go. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We tried to kind of dissuade you from that in yeah. character creation well before we ever made uh, like made the podcast, yeah. but I don't think it quite set in. I was really <laughs> set on the idea of having a paladin that just didn't believe in God. I just wanted like an oxymoron <laughs> of a conflicted character that you know, and it, and it sort of it sort of works because we did find the tortured crusader class. Yeah. yeah. So it, the flavor wise, it really worked. Where you know, Anders he doesn't know who's evil, so he's constantly just kind of wildly swinging around sure. recklessly. Mechanically, the Tortured <laughs> Crusader doesn't have the usual paladin ability of yeah. detect evil. So, yes. yeah, it yeah. makes it a little more gray for you. Yeah, like, you know, I could freak out at neutral, you know, completely, you know, not, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? It's not reasonable at all. It's very unreasonable to freak out at him. Yeah. You know, but Anders doesn't fucking know. He's a drunk that's <laughs> been through a lot. And it's been one hell of a week. Yeah. It's only been one week since he got out of this freaking Yeah, some sometimes the the cabin. The, the spacing or the, the timing yeah. in or sorry, sometimes the pacing in Pathfinder is a little funny that way. And yeah. that yeah, like it feels like it's been three years for us. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's been six days. Yeah. Just <laughs> an action packed six days. And you gotta think of Anders life. Like you were there. You were there up until twenty or so. The picturesque paladin, the one that was clearly going to follow his father's footsteps and lead Greslania. And Greslania happened. You lose everything. You end up in a town, Betchland, <laughs> and you drink for 20 years, you know? And then, I don't know, Crick, what did you see in Anders? I have no idea. But Crick comes by and ignores the puke on the walls, the overflowing piss bucket, and maybe some poop. And all of a sudden, you slowly start building up into the man you are today. And I think it's completely reasonable to be aloof a little bit on things and also emotional because you were drinking to not deal with those emotions. And I quite like how you've been playing, Anders. Yeah, still drinking, too. Yeah, but you, you, to, did slow, you did make mention that you were, were slowing down a bit. Trying to slow down a bit, but yeah. I try to work. I try to work it into appropriate places without it being overly, yeah, like just a cliche or just you know constantly just give me the booze, give me the booze. You yeah, know? yeah. So, but I yeah, I want it to be implied that he is definitely an alcoholic. Like he has fucking problems. Oh, you'll sure. get the shakes if you stop yeah, completely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're off hard liquor. You're just on beers now. Yeah. That <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. I, I think Crick had spent a long time traveling by himself through the mountains, uh, talking to himself and the ancestors for as his only company. <laughs> so when he stumbled upon a uh, passed out man uh, in, you know, covered in his own vomit <laughs> and whatever else, he was just a a good little distraction for at least it started out with. And so you got to the Anders didn't really talk much. Uh, he would mostly just grunt and kind of like the Witcher sounds, yeah. uh, Geralt of Rivia kind of sounds. So Crick got to, you know, get a lot out. Um, yeah. well, when he first met Anders and Anders was mostly just drinking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm listening. <laughs> He was an easy audience because uh, he wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, that is a long, <laughs> lonely walk from Blarkstown to Betchland. Mm -hmm. So that definitely makes sense. Especially after being rejected a few times uh, after his uh, early travels, yeah. trying to 
explain to the good peoples of the world the coming doom. Uh, they yeah. weren't. Uh, yeah, they didn't care. Explaining <laughs> it to them, like just with Crick's accent and mannerisms, it's like so awkward yet so like because a confident fashion, like you're fully con- convict. Oh, it's true. Yeah, like, it's, it, I, I know it to be true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's the soapbox guy on the corner, right? Yeah. And he's like, the doom is coming. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. With like a big sign hanging over his chest with like way too many words yeah. on it. All different colors. And yeah. the first person to listen was a drunken, depressed paladin. Pretty much. <laughs> I got to say it too, Alexei, that you're really great at playing uh, like a straight man character, but you're still commanding a huge amount of the laughs using a straight man freaking. I mean, he's kind of a straight man, really. Like, yeah. He's kind of trying to keep everybody in order. Like, no, you shouldn't go do that. Like, trying to keep the riffraff in order here. Yeah. yeah, right? Like, keeping us on task, you know, like, not drinking the booze, just drinking the grape juice. Yeah. You know? like, that was that was pretty heavy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sugary. He paid for that grape juice. Oh, my God. It was, it was like the hangover after that was mind-blowing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's good because, like, it really allows us to kind of get silly and still not like float off completely off far. the rails. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it, it opens things up. I think I can say what I didn't like, what really pissed me off. What Let's hear it. Peeved me off to no end was absolutely nothing. I love this show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I'm fucking here for it. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. There's been times where I get down and I can't do it. And I just, it's not on my mind. It's not what I want to do, but it's always there and it makes me laugh and I, there's nothing else I want to do. That's awesome. I, I want to keep coming here. This is, I guess, my escape too, like from everything else I got going on. And to see the product and see the response from everybody, it's amazing. It's wonderful. And it's just, it can be there now. Like on the way here, we said, hey, Google, play our thing. And it did. And yeah. we're like, that's so cool. I never would have thought when we started this, that that's what it would come to even. Yeah. We have friends that have it come up whenever they turn on their TV because they're listening to it. And it's just, that's really cool for sure. And we all started just for fun. Like this is a win. Like, 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 like. <laughs> this is a win no matter what, because one day we're going to be 60 years old. We're going to be bored and retired and we are going to listen to this podcast, and we are going to crack up. None of us are retiring at How 60. are you going to get Not retired? Not a friggin' yeah. chance. Yeah, right. Not a, no. We're working in the salt mine. Like, I am retiring 80, 85, Freedom 85, I think is what it is now. You forget that our Patreon is going to be at like 33 grand a month. By <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, but I, and I got to say, too, we're really lucky to have you, Nick, on the show. Oh, because yeah. Because you bring a lot to the table. Um for those don't, that don't know, Nick is our editor. He does an amazing job. And you don't know what we put it, him through. Like, yeah. we put him through so much. So We're much. all ADD and off the rails. Well, maybe not all of us ADD. I'm ADD. Yeah. And I talk the most, so but he's yeah, got a lot to deal with. You're so good. Like, I have complete confidence. Uh, like, whatever, whenever you deliver a new episode, I know it's just going to be really easy to listen to. And it's going to be funny. Like, it's just so good. Not only that, but... On the other side of the the coin, you have a great role playing ability, uh, like wit, acting talent, you name it. Like your ability to create a nuanced character and an excellent vocal performance has really, I think, kind of rubbed off and and helped us. Like Nick has like vocal rubbed exercise. Off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's always rubbing off on us. You yeah. know, it's um, disgusting. <laughs> Take my talent. Yeah. 
But no, you have like oh my first. techniques and like abilities, honed abilities. Well, it's, it's fun to sort of because I do have a trained actor's background. I went to school for it. Like I have a degree mm. in acting, which is kind of cool. So it's to bring some of those things from the directing side of things, from the script writing side of things, is a lot of fun. Um, and like, thank you guys for being willing to pl- practice some of those things. No, oh, it's it's. It's a lot of fun being able to to bounce back and forth, and uh, and that's what's the, I think the best part about this is just the playing we get to do. It, it we're playing a game, but yeah. we're just we're playing with within the system with each other. It's a really good mix. It's a really good mix. You guys all nail your characters. You guys stay in character very very much. You can tell you think maybe you want to do something, but Nick knows something, but Travis wouldn't know it. So Nick's gonna play Travis how Travis would do it. You know what I mean? And that's, I hate metagaming. Like, I hate when Nick knows something that his character shouldn't know, and he kind of sneaks his way into it. These guys don't do that. These guys play the game how it is. Anders lost his power, and he didn't immediately go begging Okroma the next night for this power back. Anders played Anders, and that's awesome. Alexei plays a character that's from a far off land and he plays genuinely confused to certain situations because he plays from a far off land, even though Alexei knows those things. So I really like how you guys all get into character and really get into it. It uh, makes me hard as a DM. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And you're a great DM too. Um, Thanks, man. That was another thing. Uh, Derek's kind of a shitty DM. I think. (laughs) There's yeah. way too much love going on. Just because I wouldn't let you don't take get, the half plate armor get back. Don't confused. Derek is a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> RDM's pretty benevolent. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I am very gracious, humble, handsome. Well, I mean, you have a, a handcrafted world. You yeah. Know, a characters, uh, a map. You know. Oh, actually, that actually reminds me is one of my favorite things about this so far is Derek writing. For weeks on end, thinking like with his within his own world and getting all these expectations, and then we just don't do any of them. (laughs) And he's wasted eighty pages worth of writing, and that just fills me with such joy. He's just like, guys, you didn't do any of that. We're like, no, we didn't need to. And we just go on with our lives, and he's just crushed inside. No, no worries. That's all getting rolled into chapter two. So anything you didn't do in chapter one, that's in the next town. That's in Betchland. <laughs> it all happens in Betchland. Yeah, assuming you guys are going to Betchland and not just attacking Kalam. God knows what you guys are going to do. I thought we were going to Kalam, no? Uh, let's go. Let's go. We can be pirates, I thought, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that's right. <laughs> Ship's about. The uh, Akimbo disguise. <laughs> the three piece suit. The Dumb and Dumber <laughs> reference. Because yeah. yeah. that's one of my all time favorite comedy movies. Dumb and Dumber. Oh, yeah. It's so good. I, I appreciate a good Dumb and Dumber reference. So keep a, a lookout for those. There might be more than one, I'm sure. <laughs> Akimbo uh, and Travis riding on a motorcycle and getting stuck to each other. I liked how pleased he was with himself yeah. uh, with his disguise. Just like. Um, and, it, and his voice didn't his voice. He, he changed his he, voice. He, he changed his voice to you know imperceptibly to us, yeah. but it was very different to him, and that was that was great. Yeah, Akimbo just in general was actually a really fun character. I liked having a rivalry too with Andrews and Akimbo. Just sure, whenever yeah. I could needle him, you know, in any little spot. You well, know? I find that most games we play, the first helpful NPC that's supposed to like join the group, kind of to help you along. We pretty much. 
universally hate. crap on them and hate them <laughs> just and just, them. just try to abuse them and yeah. use them as a scapegoat for for fun. Yeah. Um, and so we did a bit of that with Akimbo, but yeah, I guess he kind of grew on us a little bit. Yeah, yeah he uh, grew on uh, <laughs> Anders for sure. Near the end, you started liking him a little bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, Travis literally said he wanted an Akimbo tattoo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and he saved Travis yeah, too. So. exactly. I guess he gets points for that. I saved him, too, when there he fell go. off the dragon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So now he doesn't get any points. Yeah. Uh, we can go back to hating him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you well, got everything you wanted. <laughs> idiot. Yeah, maybe you'll never see him again. He's off to war. Well, maybe. Whew. Thank goodness. Well, there you go. Everyone wins. <laughs> uh, another favorite thing, uh, probably the f- most favorite thing I did as Anders was the monologue in episode three. Oh, oh yeah. That's probably the best part of the pod in my opinion. Um, <laughs> like, you know, recounting the destruction of Grislania, like writing that was really fun. Like I'd never kind of really done that before. I've never written a fiction before or written a character like that. So writing that out and then acting it out kind of really gave me a lot of confidence that, you know, I can actually pull off what we're trying to do here Cause like when we started, it was just kind of like a LARF, you know, we did a couple episodes, it was fun, but you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this or, or, you know, keep up with you guys, you know? Um, but yeah, it, it, you know, it really helped cause I hadn't really had a huge backstory for him or a framework. And that kind of put me into a little box that I could, you know, generate some feelings with and try to think of, you know, how would he feel? You know, thinking back and seeing these things that happened, how would he feel in this situation now? You know, would he be angry or sad or mm-hmm. whatever, you know? So it really helped. Um, and Philip. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> it helps build the character, you know, and that's why I love backstories. You get really good ideas and then you can build off them and then you get more ideas. It's like a spider web and your character just grows and grows and grows and grows and then I kill it and everyone's happy. No. Oh, sure. Or you get stuck in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Derek. <laughs> As proven by some, maybe my other characters in your campaigns. Maybe. <laughs> Weaving big webs. It's also uh, really fun to get to speak like an Englishman. Because <laughs> my father is English. Yeah. So, so you're allowed. I've grown up. He's <laughs> not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, everybody wanted to cancel Anders yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. enough of allowed. those emails, Mike's by the allowed. way. I'm sick of those emails from <laughs> yeah. Poland telling me to cancel Anders, all right? We're keeping them in. <laughs> But yeah, growing up, I'm like he, he doesn't have like a heavy English accent or anything like that, but a lot of the words he would choose to say sure. for things were just so out of left field and weird. Mm-hmm. Worse is for sure. Yeah, like most people would be like, what? And then my mom would be like, Jack, no one knows what that means. Just say the real word. Just say the actual word. So <laughs> I like to get to use those. And I'm still trying to convince my dad to to record a line or two maybe for, for Lawrence, but yeah, for Andrew's father, <laughs> that'd be funny. Another little backstory moment we could have. Yeah. Right. I love a good backstory. <laughs> Travis's proudest moment was, uh, was it episode 17? I guess the, the fight club. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just Travis was on like cloud nine already from just saving the princess and partying and being around the merriment and then to go down and take down small fry I, I I never thought it was possible, right? He just wanted to like... Oh, yeah. He, he, knows he, he was definitely up. more powerful than you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was great. I didn't even expect that to happen. I kind of <laughs> threw that in there as a joke. And you're like, you know what? You know, Travis kind of want this. I'm like, what? I'm going back to page six here. Yeah. <laughs> like 80 pages ago. <laughs> What, what did I do for that too. part? Yeah. Like after all like the slapstick missing of like fight after fight after fight and then just like 
going toe to toe with this yeah. behemoth yeah. of a man and bare knuckle brawler. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's funny with Travis too is whenever he didn't make a big deal about the punch, he nailed it. But when he wanted to do like a super uppercut or something and build it up, he always missed. So I think your rules are psychological. I think you just got to roll and not like say anything. That way you'll hit every time. But you're always like, I'm going to smash him with my earth splitter. And then you just smoke the ground and the snake does a bunch of movement. So just don't role play at all. Yeah. yeah, And you'll be a robotic, excellent fighter. Wonderful. I shoot my bow. Natural 20. <laughs> natty, natty. Chat GPT gets natty 20. Fatty, natty. Are there any questions about the story at all? I packed a lot of story into that first chapter. It is a different world than people are used to. Are there any questions about the story? I'm wondering what's going on with those dwarves in the forest. Only Travis knows. Mm-hmm. Why does Travis know? Maybe Elder Griff knows? Well, we know that Fenora kind of outed you. She didn't say what I was, did she? She First thing she said to you is, why don't you tell people you're a dwarf? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that exactly. Okay. Yeah. I remember the conversation. The audience knows, but the group does not know. I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I obviously forgot. And <laughs> also, the super- that's how you keep it a secret yeah. is you let the player yeah, forget. just forget. Yeah. Just be dumb. That's how yeah. nuanced your character is. Yeah. <laughs> and the super nerds would have noticed you only move twenty instead of thirty. That's also did- because of my armor. Ooh. Yeah, Derek. Whatever you did, mending. You have dark vision. Yeah, you can see. That's true. I could have been. A ha- <laughs> I could have been a halfling. Don't halflings have dark vision? You present yourself as a human. Yeah. So Travis is really funny where Nick's character too. It makes me think of uh, Tropic Thunder where mm-hmm. he's just a dude playing, playing a, a dude, dude disguised, disguised as another dude. And like not way less racist. Yeah. Not just like the human dwarf thing, but also like a fake forsaken thief, you know, like you're, you're also spying on them. Like you're just like a double agent in two different ways. I didn't yeah. even know what Travis was going to do in the beginning. I definitely left options for him to, Maybe secretly still be a part of the Forsaken and see what he was going to do. But ultimately, Travis chose good. I thought he was going to murder people. Yeah. He was going to be an assassin or something crazy. Yeah, I had no idea. And that's the funnest part about when I write. I'm just writing something. and I'm like, what is he going to do here? There was definitely a chance. I think that pivotal swing moment would have been the thing one fight. Yeah. Because it was like, he got stabbed. I was like, oh, okay, this is my chance. Like, it's either now or never. Anders and... Crick are not there at all. No. Yeah. So that was a good fight too. The the in the Tengu hut. <laughs> that was good. I liked it. I yeah. liked the sequence. I mean, there's a missing lot of missing. Impossible. That was yeah. good too, because then we got uh Tengu uh yeah. helped us out with those dogs because pretty sure we would have been absolutely demolished in that Rufio fight if those dogs came downstairs yeah. and ate us. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the Tengu told you not to worry. And he was there for you. You also got to smash the bed with like a roll of like, what was it, like 11 or something? (laughs) It's like a really, it's like, or maybe seven or eight, but it is a bed. It's a bed. It's it's easy to hit a bed, you know, broadside of a barn. It's AC, it is very low. Yeah. And it is helpless. (laughs) It's helpless. (laughs) Well, I thought you guys were going to ask me why the princess was tied up with her full armor on. 
and why the armor wasn't taken off. And I had a whole story about them not wanting to leave clues behind. And that's why they kept all of our armor on. But we'll get past that. Yeah, that's what I said. That was my favorite part is yeah. the, all the extra writing you do that we do. Um, if there's anything else you guys want to say, we can say it and begin that. Purple Otherwise, Monkey Dishwasher. I am going to go into Tails Thoughts. Uh, where else? Oh, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. So the Anders gnome thing. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so the origin. Nobody of the was origin. expecting no, that. No, we might have to put a warning on that episode. That was something different. <laughs> the origin of the origin. So he Anders has had the irrational fear of mistrusted gnomes for since the start, pretty oh, yeah. much. Uh, I don't know why I did that at the time. It was just a random role-playing thought. It, I really didn't have much behind that. Yeah. Um, it was literally two or three days before we recorded that episode that I came <laughs> up with a reason. I was just spitballing with with Christine, my wife, Christine, as she is known. Yeah. Uh, for the listeners to understand. She does uh, our logos, just so you guys know. Oh, yeah. Christine Christopher. Yeah, at, really nice. Uh, uh, Rooted Creative Co. Rooted, say that again root, so you can rooted, sound confident when you say it. Rooted Creative Co. Ooh, if you want uh, some super sick logos for your pod. Uh, but yeah, she did a great job on that. But I was just spitballing with her. I was using my Anders voice to try to come up with reasons. And you guys I, went straight to anal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like usual. <laughs> but no, your, I, your hands are kind of small. Uh, I landed on a medical examination <laughs> gone wrong, um, and then and the doctor being gnomish, uh, ending up with his whole hand up Andrew's ass because it's so small, you know. And I was just saying the lines to her, and I was getting some good laughs. So I'm like, hey, this is this is gold. This is good. All right. And then I, I so started, it's Steen's fault. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I started thinking back. I'm like, yeah, it kind of works because he's always been, you know, with the fingers, the waggly oh fingers. God. He's always like irrationally looking at it, you know. <laughs> So it worked. Um, you know, I figured they didn't have prostate checks at this doctor. They wouldn't think to do anything like that. But I, you know, he maybe he has internal bleeding. He took some arrows to the gut. Yeah, it could work. It's a magical world, and the rest was history. Yeah, <laughs> and you, did, you just didn't really enjoy that at all. No, he did not enjoy that. <laughs> Fair enough. I didn't enjoy it either when you did it to me. <laughs> Cut that out if you want. But uh, anything else? Yeah, like I said, just so many good parts. The witch fight was good. The hag, or hit hag. Yeah, and we have to know. Not witches. Yeah, we have to know <laughs> that the hags are going in the Advent Forest and the witches that are following them are bad witches. There's good witches. Crick is a witch doctor. It's a different kind of witch, but he's still a witch. There's good and bad. But hags are generally the grotesque, mutated version of witches, but there are some bad witches going along with. I also wanted to say, uh, on a more technical aspect of things, a big shout out to Alexander Nakarada. Oh, yeah. Say your name correctly. Yeah, yeah. That guy has provided such, so much high quality royalty free music that we have peppered throughout the podcast. Yeah. Um, when, when we were first like looking into all that and like randomly stumbled across him, uh, hit, there was so much so many different kinds of the royalty free music ones, but yeah, his were just consistently so, so good. Yeah. Yeah. So like, much we've, better. we've got like dozens of them that were, that we're, that we've kind of used bits and pieces mm -hmm. of. And yeah. Yeah. You're right. He was, he's been great. He's in our notes guys. Check him out. 
Shout him out. Serpent he's Studios, far, I believe. It's far and away way better than any of the other stuff we were listening to. And also shout out to Mike, because without Mike, mm. none of this is freaking possible. The amount of work this guy is putting into mastering. If you listen to our first episode and you listen to our last episode, Mike had to learn all that. It is a lot to have to produce something, but also learn how to produce it at the same time. He spent as much as 35 hours on one episode. like Tails up one. Yeah. <laughs> but that was with creating like an intro theme too, because that takes a while and just the ambience and stuff. But yeah, like I definitely did a lot of Mark's learning. Mike's also a resident musician. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to call it that. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like I had like a bit of experience with uh, Reaper, which is the the DAW or DAW, if you want to call it, uh, that we use. It's uh, audio recording software. Uh, but yeah, I'd used it a bit for recording some guitar in the past. And I just kind of kept building on that as as I went along and just learning new little tricks here or there or how to make editing a little bit easier. Learning from a lot of mistakes, that's for sure. Mm. Learning how to make sure the microphones are pointing the right way. That was a... A, a, a good one too <laughs> yeah episode three and four with travis yeah. we did not know his mic was backwards the whole time and we <laughs> had no headphones at the time like i wasn't monitoring or anything like that so it was raw like whatever it was it, it was um and we didn't even really go to the post-production stage until frick after our first break i think yep um so we had like eight episodes recorded that we hadn't really listened back on yeah, I have yeah. really, really rough edits, no tracks. Yeah, right, that's no right. You tracks. were editing. I was editing on like yeah. Microsoft Sound or something like that. That's like, true, because I did really enjoy listening to the edits. And that was like just kind of all we had for a year and a half, I think. Well, that's all we wanted to, sort yeah. of to preserve the story and be like, okay, yeah, this is how we're going to do. So we got to talk about yeah. what, what kind of things do we want to include? Like, because there's 15 to 20 minutes of banter and talking before every episode that aren't in there. So Always be recording. But we did make a note of wanting to just get right into the story, give you guys as much content as possible. We have a kind of a side dream of making this faff into maybe like TikToks or Instagram stories or YouTube shorts. But honestly, this pod's a lot of work and we all have full-time jobs. So just getting it out right now is our priority, getting as many eps out as possible to be relevant. We know a lot of these other D&D podcasts, Pathfinder podcasts, role-playing podcasts, they're all up to over 100 eps. And we know we need to bank a lot of episodes to compete with that. Because even if we're better, which we are, we don't have the content to truly battle them. So that's what we're going to be focused on for now until we make millions from you guys giving us money. <laughs> and then we'll focus on the side stuff. Yeah. That's right. You were gonna. You wanted to talk about tails, then you said. Yes, right? tails. Yeah. I was gonna, if we're all done with the chapter one. So much circle jerking. I don't know. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Nothing. No, I think it's been good. Yeah, I think it's good. It's good. <laughs> it fills in a lot of the the background stuff. Um, just like you know the the jokes that we laugh at so loudly that it isn't fully explained, like the Betchland thing, or mm-hmm. if you're impotent, say woo woo. <laughs> Yeah, that was such an inside joke that we left in. There's no explanation yeah, for that. Yeah. At least the beginning of episode three. Yeah. Uh, I just hope some people laughed. And that was a product of always be recording. Yes, exactly. We're still learning, but I feel like we are getting to a really good point right now. 
Mike knows how to produce. Nick knows how to edit. Alexei keeps us on track, <laughs> keeps us focused. And I'm writing a little bit better to be more informative and a little more simplistic. Nothing has to be, not everything has to be this crazy wild idea with a timer and all this stuff going on at once. We can chill a little bit and have some fun. Season so, two, Derek bought a thesaurus to learn about all the different words he can use for different levels of moisture. Oh my and God. I still fucked them all up. <laughs> <laughs> Everything has a moisture content in, in the description. You know, without water, there's no life. <laughs> so I feel like it really sets the scene to know how damp your pants are. Mm-hmm. Palms are sweaty. Mom's spaghetti. Spaghetti. Yeah. Just just the, the water in the air. Imagine, how thick it yeah, is. Imagine that song without... Knowing how sweaty his palms were, the whole yeah, rest if it of the was song. Just spaghetti? Yeah. No, he, exactly. You got to know the palms are sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm sweaty from eating too much spaghetti. Yeah, yeah. You no. got the spaghetti sweats. You'd miss your chance to blow. I think. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now and I don't want to miss my chance to blow. <laughs> this is this is vomit. my chance to blow. The opportunity only comes once in a lifetime. Exactly. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, but there's vomit on my sweater already. Oh, god. oh my god. Which is also moist. Now you have a moist sweater. No, this, this is dry. The sweater heating. being moist in that song. This is dry heat. It was. Uh, it was moist implied. Oh okay. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> We're so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please give us all your money. Yeah, pay us. Yeah, you, you shouldn't. <laughs> you really shouldn't. Yeah. And, and don't let your kids listen. Oh no, that's Ian. a bad idea. Yeah, uh, my kids listen too. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you, Steve said. She was, she was like, the kids listen to the Tales episode. Yeah, oh, well, they boy. were sleeping. They were sleeping in the car. All right, we were on a long drive, and we we're like, okay, I got. I had to get it. Start listening to it because I was in a bit of a crunch, and so we listened to it. and We were laughing, and they slept for like the first hour of it or whatever but yeah they definitely heard oh, a, no. a portion of that episode yeah uh, it was past the baby part though at least yeah so. <laughs> i'm genuinely shocked how many people tell me they play this for their kids and i'm like oh sorry for all the f words b words c words and g words yeah we're terrible people yeah but you know everyone does enjoy it and maybe i'll put some more of these kids in the pod for some fun characters that they will enjoy and say less swears so, Tails thoughts. I want you guys to know we have a lot of crazy ideas for Tails. We really enjoy going off the rails on these episodes. I would love to hear from any of you, not just our friends, but hey, listener in Poland, you downloaded all of our episodes. How about sending us a little email? Did you like Tails? Let us know. This all came up because. Alexei couldn't make a show because he got terribly, terribly sick. And we invited Alex and we just had so much fun. And now we're thinking, are we going to do a chat GPT episode? Is Alexei going to DM an episode? We can do whatever we want off the main storyline anywhere in Novus and also bring you more of the world of Novus. So I'd love some feedback on the tales. Let us know if you like us going off the walls or if you prefer the normal campaign more, any information would be great. And what do you guys think about the tales? Uh, Rosalind giving a camel 
his, a camel's tail, a hand job. Yeah, he rolled. A, she rolled a one. Yeah. So yeah, she missed the whole fantastic kid, kid, content. <laughs> <laughs> Chef's kiss. <laughs> I didn't expect how creepy you guys were gonna be. I read this like serious, <laughs> the whole thing. And you guys, Alex has got this French accent. I wasn't expecting that. I did not hear that French accent until five minutes before we were recording. And just Nick being the creepiest girl I've ever heard. And Mike matching that. <laughs> I was like, what have I done? I let these boys be evil. So that's like kind of what happens when Crick's not there to rein in, yes. rein in all the crazy. There are no knowledge checks. <laughs> no. There's just all of a sudden we're jerking off camels <laughs> and killing poor halfling children. But using the guide, the, you guys didn't even do it yourself. You guys forced a kid to kill another kid. Yeah. That was a great episode. I loved it. I love Rosalind's character. I, I thought it was uh, super creepy. It was super fun. Um, yeah, the camel handjob. Like, how can you beat that? No podcast. <laughs> no other podcast has that. We have to be the only ones. Who has that? Right? Yeah. I loved it when you guys were just like playing off each other. You guys had no prior experience playing these characters. And Rosalind goes to sleep and um, what was your name? Marlo. Marlo. Admiring my skull. Yeah, admiring the skull as she sleeps. Yeah. And your your love of the darkness, I did not expect that. That and worked really well. That was neat. Yeah. I uh, was trying to channel uh, Dennis Reynolds a bit from It's Always, <laughs> Always Sunny. Sunny. Yeah, yeah, I wanted him to be like, my tools, I need my tools, you know, yeah. like a very creepy kind of like, mm -hmm. there's something off about that guy, you know, very conniving and manipulative and it's a sociopath. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> pure sociopath for sure. Um, but you know, just, yeah, having that kind of not sexual creepiness, but borderline, you know, like, yeah, examining the skull shape and yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> just all so the little mutterings of Marlo, the foie gras. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> And what's funny is Alex came prepared to play a bad character and you guys creeped the hell out of him to the point where he ended up kind of being good. Guy. Guy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and then your character with the Sea King, I did not expect that at all. You just go on these Sea King rants. Dude, oh my goodness. Tales uh, episode two was probably, yeah, I'd say that's the most fun I've had just being a fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, yeah. I could say anything I wanted. It didn't matter. Cause my, I'm playing a sea, uh, a saltwater, uh, what am I, what am I saying? A saltwater addle brained. Pirate. Yeah. He, he's been, he's been in the wind too long. He's sniffed too much saltwater. Oh yeah. So he's a little off completely corroded. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just to like, I, uh, without shame, basically just took the character that Willem Dafoe played from in the lighthouse. If you've ever seen that movie, <laughs> I just took that character and like, I'm just going to be that guy. I watched yeah. the lighthouse the night before <laughs> to, to refresh it in my brain and, uh, you know, tried to get the, you know, the whole thing with the sea King. Like he mentions the sea King. I'm like, what the fuck's the sea King? That's great. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Pathfinder is so great. There is legit a sea There's King a sea God King. Yeah. in Pathfinder because Pathfinder has everything. Yeah. So, uh, don't be shirking your duties yeah. and, uh, watch the film. <laughs> the Sea King shall judge yeah. ye all in, if you're otherwise. And that was our first time Alex came back yeah. with Bestard, Destard's brother. 
And that was our first time with Ray, who we've played a lot of D&D with before. And I can tell you that Ray was shocked. <laughs> he had no warning. Yeah, he had no. Yeah, he was not ready for that. But he still did a great job. I am curious. Maybe it'll come back. I'm sure it will because it's written somewhere. The other party, the other adventuring party, Team A. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you guys Bort are technically the B team. Yeah. Yeah, Bort. Plan B. Save yeah. today. Where did they end up? Yeah. I'm, Just let me take some notes here. <laughs> Insert plan A. All right, I got it. Oh, ho. Oh, ho. Straight to the bottom of the ocean. Oh, huh? <laughs> the river. Ocean, river, lake. Yeah, uh, crocodile. They're all interchangeable. <laughs> yeah. And that fucking crocodile with the arrow in the back. Yeah. He should have showed up like episode 19 just to fuck something up. <laughs> well, he, he came back in oh, he did come episode back. 7. Yeah, yeah, you guys took the arrow out. So yeah. oh, you guys okay. are all savvy. Yeah. One final thing to talk about is we had our first mishap as well on a pod. The infamous recording while not recording incident. <laughs> and, episode 13. Oof, man, does that kill momentum. We did a good job remembering our roles and stuff like that, but that was definitely a bummer. And now we're so paranoid that we stop constantly to save what we've done. And we know the pain of other podcasters officially. Yes, we lost like the last third Third. of the episode 13. Yeah. It had to be re-recorded because it was... The button said record and play and pause at the same time. So the software was glitched. Yeah. (laughs) So let's all just blame Mike yes. and move on. He does such a terrible yeah. job yeah. all the time. <laughs> I have dreams about this now. And like and still to to this day when we're recording, I will, you know, like I heard a gunshot over my shoulder go like this. Yeah. And look at the screen to make sure it's actually recording. Because for some reason I think it's gonna be paused. Especially like after a good part. We just laid down a really good section and I'm like, oh, that was so good. I can't wait to listen to that. And then I'm like, oh fuck. And I look yeah. to make sure it's actually recorded. Maybe we should do a save break. (laughs) Recording PTSD. It's a real thing. And if we sounded a little dull for a portion of that episode, that's why. Nope. Nope. No, we sound amazing all the time. Nobody could even tell. Geniuses. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of our chapter one faff. And that just gets me jacked up for some chapter two, which we are going to start with a recap of episode 18. And that recap is from me, your humble, gentle, wise DM. So not much happened in the last episode. In the morning, you were escorted by 10 Guarian guards to a meeting turned trial of sorts. You finally saw the leader of the Guarians in person, Smarg Underbite. You saw the leaders of the other clans of Gwer. You learned the entire story about the princess and why she went missing. The gnomes were proven innocent. You stood trial as the group proved your innocence through magic. Black Mamba was executed for his involvement in sending Nosemadge after our adventurers and wanting the princess dead. Smarg decided his time was over and was melted by acid from a dragon. Our group got to choose three items from Griff's vault. Some of them are so powerful they don't even know what they do. Oh yeah, there's a talking sword. Akimbo's honor is restored and he's now back in the dragon clan. All right. Chapter two, start. I'm freaking out. (laughs) But I do have one final thing. You wish to tell us we all level up. No, you guys did just recently level. Nice try, though. Mm. But I do have one house rule. Normally, I hate all house rules. They just affect the game too much. And I honestly think it's better just to play it the way it is. 
I do, however, give out one. And I've always done this because I'm kind. Every time a character successfully completes a chapter without a death, they get one free reroll. This roll can be on any roll, even from me. A clutch stabilize, maybe a combat changing reflex save. Since they have all lived through a chapter, I feel like they've earned something. They've been hardened by their experience and deserve a clutch moment. So one each, one free reroll. Don't burn it too early. And it can be any roll that is already rolled that you don't like one time per chapter if your character lives through the entire chapter, which you guys did. Ten. Oh, uh, yeah. I wish to well, make him reroll. All right. Yeah, Anders, re-roll that. yours is done. Yours is done. All right. <laughs> and they're all gone. Okay, okay. So oh. consider this the official beginning of chapter two. So you guys have said goodbye to Akimbo outside the gates of the inner bailey of the Dragon Clan. He's off to fight against the bad witches and hags, slowly invading various areas of the Adivan. We don't know why yet, but it's not a good reason why these witches and hags are encroaching on the Adivan. And last chapter we had Esmeralia, the Witch of Traitor's Haven, give you guys a little bit of prophetic information and I want to quickly go through it a bit to see where we're at with that. What has happened and what may come. So Travis, the first part of your prophecy, who to trust, what can you show? So you clearly trust your friends, but you don't tell them. You have shown things whether you want to or not. You don't move as fast. You can mend things. You have dark vision. Anything else I'm forgetting? No, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So there are very, very few dwarves still around. And that would make sense that Anders and Crick might not notice these things. Maybe they just think you're slow or have some cool abilities they haven't seen. Not that uncommon in a magical world. But maybe someone will one day. Is that on your mind? I don't think so. I think Travis is naive to the fact. Because in his original form, as part of his backstory, he went walking into Trader's Haven without sort of a care in the world, right? Like, he doesn't understand... He doesn't understand or he doesn't fully know the reasons behind, the history behind dwarves in the world. Yeah, your parents were strict, but you don't know why. Yeah, they were just like, you have to be aware of everything. Everything's a danger outside of our place, right? Like the animals, bandits, Callum soldiers, anybody you're going to run into are going to sort of judge you for being who you are. You've already stated when Fenora came that you are worried about yourself and your friends if the wrong person finds out. Maybe a Calamium that wants your teeth for some reason, as you learned in one of the hideouts. Are you prepared for how different life would be? Do you even recognize that Dwarven skeleton without teeth as a thing? No, I don't think so. I think Travis, again, he just he, he doesn't fully grasp it yet. He's never been turned on to this. He doesn't know why it would even be a thing. So that's just part of the torture to him. He's like, they're going to pull out his teeth. Okay, that's a horrible form of torture mm-hmm. uh, and I wouldn't wish that upon anybody but then because he saw the mangled uh, gnomes in the huts too so he's yeah. like that's just what they do that's Kalam oh, okay these guys are really evil let's definitely stay away from them that's I guess the part that he's, he's still stuck on yeah he, he doesn't understand the ramifications of telling people I guess that's it and because now it's hidden he uh, the truth is probably going to find its way out fairly shortly with these guys um, because he does trust them, but again, it doesn't change anything for him mm-hmm. because he 
in terms of alignment, Travis is chaotic good. So he has that side of like, I don't need to be totally honest about everything. Reveal who I really am. Mm-hmm. So like Nitro, for example, he noticed there is a spell called True Seeing. High level mobs are probably going to start to begin to notice. It's not something we have to worry about right away, but it is going to be interesting. Revenge is sweet, but comes with woe. Thing two is still alive. Is that something that's still on your mind? Your revenge isn't finished yet for Alfie, but what will the price of that revenge be? I think we've already touched on this um, through the battles through with Rufio and everything like that. Um, where, where Travis isn't all about his revenge. He, he doesn't see that's the best way forward because all it does is create more desire for revenge from somebody else on you. Like it's just a never ending spiral of death and destruction. So I don't think, I mean, Travis would like that. And I think, but he also got the warning from her as well. When we went back to the witch to say that you're not powerful enough yet, you need to go get stronger. So he's, he's definitely not eager to get back to doing that, but he knows it's there. It's not forefront in his mind though. Nice. Remember dear, you reap what you sow. So your actions in this next chapter are gonna be very interesting to me as you approach higher level monsters. Anders. Oi. Damage be done, but not all is through. You were a damaged man. You have grown a lot since then, since you first met Crick in your little shack. And we've discussed how disgusting that shack was. Where's Anders at? Do you feel closer to the Anders of old? Do you feel a pull to the Anders you've been for 20 years? Where is Anders at? Right, well, I'm of the mind to make myself into a new man, as I seize it. Or rather, fit myself into the shape of a man I used to be. After the rainbow geezer stirred up memories of old, me anger at the injustices of the past has been incensed. My vengeful wrath must be sated. Someone be alive close to you. In chapter one, we learned your sister is still alive and saved your life. Tonya, you haven't seen her in 20 years. I bet you're imagining what she must look like today, what she must be like. I know 20 years ago, I am definitely not the same man I am today. I'm more handsome and hilarious. Now? Any thought? <laughs> Any thoughts about your sister? Well, I hope the last 20 years has been much kinder to me sis than it has me. Maybe she met a stout lad and had youngins. Maybe she continued to hone her martial training and is a force to be reckoned. Knowing my bloodline, the odds are not small. Or maybe she's a blooded sort drunkard like me. She was the adventuring type. You knew her as kind of like an Arya in Game of Thrones. She was not wanting to knit. She wanted to shoot the bows with her brothers and such. So really, your sister could be up to anything for all you know. Aye, 20 years alone is uh, no small thing. Deep in the mountains, what will Anders do? The path to Greslania has been laid out. What are you gonna do about it? Well, first we must find me sis. What did Nitrook say about her again? She's in the Dragonspine Mountains somewhere. Right. Well, mayhaps a trip back to Betchland is in order. They won't be happy to see me mug round their threshold, but maybe I can show them a different man and redeem some small amount of my character in their eyes. All roads lead to Betchland. Great be the rewards if you stay true. You know deep down in your heart the rewards of claiming your former powers. 
but they still scare you in a way. Your morals find it hard to forgive a god who took everything. Maybe there is more to his absence, but with him, you know you would have won that battle 100%. Maybe forgiveness is key to regaining your former powers. Or is there another way? Brute force. Right, well, I've seen everything I once held dear, ripped away from me by evil, delivered to a death unfit for even the lowest of vermin. I'll be goddamned to allow that again. I should do all in my power to right the wrongs and to protect my lads along with it, no less, even at the cost of me own ego. I'm ready to parlay, Okrama. You hear me, you blooded bastard? <laughs> you may not like me, and I sure as shit don't like you, but let us reach an accord so that a right and proper justice may be rendered to the unholy filth that claims my once beautiful homeland. To see my sister safe, maybe see about putting a stop to the gloomy doom business that Crick won't let off about, innit? I don't care what anyone says. Anders is the best paladin ever. <laughs> Perhaps, ultimately, to find a lasting peace with my wayward god, be it even possible. That bastard owes me many an answer the way I seize it. I can't fathom what reasoning the shepherd has for allowing his entire flock to be set upon and butchered by an unholy army. Once I find me sis, intend to make my way to the mountain deeps in search of old Grislania in search of quieting my troubled spirit, to earn forgiveness for my many failures, to put the truest of evils to the sword. I look forward to that. Now, Crick, it haunts you a coming doom. The doom, the doom, I the doom. You found out that you and Nitral have a lot in common. You've both dedicated your life to prepare for it as best as you can. You just had a mysterious ancestor reiterate this to you recently in a dream. How heavily does this weigh on your mind? Crick will try to put Anders and Travis through rigorous training so that they can be strong corporation to defeat all comers. So this most important thing, you see Crick have, have ancestors to speak through him. So. Crick need not worry about these things. The ancestors, they're the ones. They know how, they know what's going to be happening. So, really, it's just about getting Anders and Travis into fighting shape, which, let's be honest, they did not do such good job in Chapter 1, so yeah. they have much improvements to do. Terrible listeners. Uh, you know, they just wouldn't sometimes listen. Sometimes they yeah. just... <laughs> they, they, sometimes they hear, but they don't do, you see. In one ear, out the other. Exactly. Yeah. This, this is not, not good enough. As blood is coming out of our ears. Yeah. <laughs> just bleeding out on the ground, trying to defend Crick. Yeah. <laughs> our, so, oh. so, so then, in terms of plans, basically, once Anders and Travis become fighting force. Uh, this is when Crick can really step away yeah. and just let them do the, the the dirty parts of defending against the coming doom. Yeah, that's when they can really shine. No, this is when Crick really shines. <laughs> <laughs> because good leader, he's seen as good leader when he don't have to do all these things because he do such good job that it just works seamlessly. That sounds all good to me. It is 3 p.m. on the 16th of Gauze Ran. Ninth day of the journey. It's a beautiful spring day. My first act in chapter two is saying, Travis, let's start with a fortitude save. What? 
I start with a fortitude save right now. Yes, sir. This is how we came back from the break to get up to episode nine or whatever it was. You're like, well, roll a fortitude save from two episodes ago. That was with the itching from <laughs> yeah. the dog that I did forget. <laughs> the goblin dog. You have to yeah. use your your re-roll here. Yeah. Yeah, right away. This one's, <laughs> in, <laughs> this one's are, on purpose. Now your turn to stone, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you touch the princess. Yeah. Uh, 22. 22. So you feel a slight burning in your crotch. But you kind of just wiggle around. <sighs> oh, no. <laughs> and you feel fine. <laughs> Anders, normally you don't have to roll a fortitude save for this. You are immune from diseases That's with the right. power from a chroma. <laughs> <laughs> but you do feel that power waning. Oh. <laughs> and you do feel an intense burning. But after a few seconds, it does slowly fade away. You think to yourself, that's not right. You should not have felt that at all. My nethers. That's an odd sensation. Yeah. Uh-oh. Fayhaven is mostly cleaned up after the celebration they had yesterday for the return of the princess. And it looks like they're gearing up for another one. What you doing? I don't think I want any more spicy tacos. <laughs> it might have been from the prostitute. Sorry, they're gearing up for another one. Hence what? the spicy tacos. <laughs> Come on. Get your head in the game, Derek. <laughs> My head was in the game. For once, I'm not perverted enough. <laughs> Said nobody ever. Spicy tacos, now I get it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, Mike. You're my boy. I was late on the table. You're my was, boy, Mike. I was trying to recall what you just said. What are they gearing up for another what? Well, it looks like they're gearing up for another celebration. Oh, okay. Another party. I see. Let's just wait here for the next three months. <laughs> <laughs> three months go by. You guys are very hungry. <laughs> Where are we right now? We're still in Fayhaven. Like, are we at the bar? Are we at the... You guys are outside the gates of the Inner Bailey. Outside the gate. You just said goodbye to Akimbo. You saw him go in to the Inner Bailey to go and fight the witches and hags. And there you are, standing on a beautiful spring day. Hey, guys, why don't we go back and see Gilly one last time before we head out? Let's take stock, take our bearings of where we want to head out, make our, make our master plan. Because uh, I remember I have that note. If we want to maybe... There's those dwarf places around. We can... There's one either back if we want to head back towards uh, Trader's Haven a bit, or well, there's that one way to the north, which is maybe towards the area where we're heading to the Dragon Spines there. Oh, that makes sense. Yes, this seems like good ideas to do. Uh, let's go to uh, the tavern. Yeah, maybe we can uh, revel in our glory a little bit more. I mean, what's this celebration for? Is this, is this for the new, the new chief? Perhaps yes. Uh, although I must, I must caution. We have spent many times already uh, celebrating, so perhaps we don't need to celebrate too much more. You know, we must get to get back to work. I believe is the term. Yeah, I think Travis has a right of it. Twist me rubber arm, I say. <laughs> On the way to the Sly Fox, Travis, roll a will save. Mm. Three twenty-one. Thank you. So you guys make it to the slide Evil, box. evil DM. Oh, making I, random chicks for I us. I hate chapter two. I've got two <laughs> saves. I've got like 20 feet. <laughs> yeah, you don't really know what was up with that. Uh, well, Nick doesn't, and Travis doesn't either. Jesus, we're going from pitch and putt to PGA championship <laughs> course here. There's hazards all over the place. Frick. Mm-hmm. Should we go to a battle map? Am I going to fight a leaf fleshy construct? You're set upon by ten bandits. 
Come. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Come. Really we, we, we go see Gilly. Hey, Travis, check out Crick's new cool stick. It's very neat. It's kind of shiny, little spiky corner on it. Oh, yeah. I like this road. Oh, I got these boots. Check it out. I don't even know what they do. I'm going to try to jump really high. Okay, see how high I jump without the boots. And Travis is going to jump. <laughs> okay. You jump two feet. It's a 10 acrobatics. Okay. I put the boots back on. Yeah. And I jump again. Okay. Oh, that's a 19 jump. You jump two feet. Oh. Okay. Not it's jumping. Very, very good jumps, though. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I got some vertical there. Yeah. Everyone's just watching you guys walk to the bar. They Crick's holding on a rod, and <laughs> Travis is taking off his shoes and putting on different shoes and jumping and trying things. Yeah. On the way, Travis is going to find the next building, and he's going to put one foot on. Like, he's going to, like, they're, like, they're... I'm picturing a suction cup on the bottom. Yeah. And he's going to try to put his other foot up and try to step with and try to like run up the wall. Yeah. And you just fall flat on your back. Okay. We're in public. Is it wise to unsheath the talking sword in public? I don't know if people are going to see us talking sword. What does Andrew want to do? It is a magical world. So they're not going to be alarmed by that or try to well, steal it. Well, it is probably not a common thing, but yeah. like at the end of the day, you guys are heroes that saved the princess. Mm. And you're not the first person with the talking sword either. Oh, okay. Good to know. Uh, they're not spider boots or anything. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Those are wonderful running shoes, uh, Travis. They, they look like you can run very fast. So you get to the Sly Fox. It is the middle of the afternoon still, like, let's say, 3.30. And it's not that busy. And you guys take a seat at a table. Fifty Shades of Grey! I see Elder Griff has rewarded you very well. That he has. What's the what's the what's the buzz? What's the celebration here, Gilly? For tomorrow? This is all preparation for tomorrow again. Yeah, the army's leaving, and we're gonna all gonna send them off to fight the witches. It's gonna be awesome. More money for me. But all the people are leaving. No, the soldiers are. So how does that get you more money? I don't know. I didn't really think that far ahead. I know people are getting real drunk tonight, but now I'm a little worried. Real master of commerce, you are, eh? I'm still here, haven't I? I save a lot on candles. I got this same hat right where you guys got your weapons. Everyone chose the weapons. I chose the candle that goes out and another one magically appears. I save a fortune. <laughs> Are you able to identify things? No. Lads, I've been thinking, uh, if I'm to be the bulwark of our uh, little company here, my legs are feeling rather drafty. Perhaps a weakness in our organization. Gilly, might you know somebody who we may barter with, uh, can assist me here with my armor, make it a little more stout, complete, if you will, a full set. Yeah, I thought it was weird that you have all that armor, but still wear a thong. <laughs> <laughs> I have a cousin, Billy, Billy Gillerson. He is the best. He'll totally hook you up. Oh, another master of commerce, eh? He doesn't have the candle, but he's still quite good. And where might we find this, sir, Billy? Right here! Billy! Hey, my gnome. I'm Billy. Well, Billy, I understand you may be able to help me with my set of armor here. Yeah, and you can see that Gilly's already serving another table, and you see him approach. Hey, my gnome! Anyone like venison? Oh. I hate my cousin. But yeah, we can put some extra stuff here and there, maybe. You want some more plates on the half plate? Make it a full plate? Your cousin is a bit much, isn't he? Oh, he's so much. I cannot stand him at all. Brings me a lot of business, though. I must say, you, uh, you sound like a rather 
Reasonable and reserved gnome. It's a breath of fresh air, I might say. My fingers are always in my pocket. (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely an added bonus. Yeah. Oh, man. A gnome that Anders likes. Well, yes, uh, you see, pointing at his legs, my my legs are just wide open to attack here. This is uh, no good. If I can't, if I get hamstrung, what good am I at protecting the lads? I can see that. Mm, Yes. Mm. Mm, Is there any uh, way we can complete this set of armor without breaking the bank, as it were? How much gold do you have? Oh, isn't that a question for a gnome to ask? Yes. Uh, Can I bluff? Hmm, Sure. I can't. I don't have that. You nope. can do it anyway, but you're not very good. I'm not very good. At it. I'm going to bluff anyways. Yeah, you're going to attempt to bluff. I know full well that we're the heroes of... You're going to lie? Oh, I can't do that. Someone, you you guys trade. <laughs> I need an agent. <laughs> like, I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, hey, Billy. Hey. <laughs> so we're hoping to... Like, like Anders is saying there, he's the... He's the main reason we're still here. He's the hero of Fayhaven, right? Oh, so I've heard. Yeah. So, you know, we're just we're looking to make sure he's outfitted properly moving forward. So we're, we didn't get a lot of compensation for that, uh, that that stuff there. But so we're looking at maybe like 500 something. Can we get something done with that? 500 will not make that from half plate to full plate, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Oh, I'll turn in my pockets here. Oh, okay. I think we could make like 750. Does that sound okay? 750 is closer. Let me see. Can you take off your armor for me, please? Oi. It takes and a while, but yeah. You do have, like, undergarments as well. It's not like you'd be naked. Yeah, so Andrew starts... And, and with help, uh, it still takes, like, ten minutes or something like that. But we can help. <laughs> yeah, so everyone helps can undress Anders. Quick, can you uh, unlatch that thing on me yes, back there? Yes, yes, I have this one. No problem. Oh, Travis, grab this, please. I got the bottom parts. <laughs> All right, and I'll grab this one here. And, uh, oh, Lord. It's heavy. A um, lot more puke than I was expecting <laughs> on this armor. We'll, we'll shine I, it up for you as well. I just cleaned it last night. It's not that bad, is it? <laughs> <laughs> do I get a diplomacy or something to haggle? Well, do you guys want to haggle? I, I just, can't. It just was. Uh, I don't know. It seemed like he agreed to the 750. He said that wasn't... Is that, that was no, that's good. Was... That's good. He's just go with it. <laughs> yeah. I agree. It didn't sound like it was done, but Derek's saying it's done. Take it. Take the deal. <laughs> so you take the armor off, and cousin Billy starts looking at it. You seven fifty. That's all you have, truthfully. Roll a bluff check. Three. I rolled a fatty natty. <laughs> Ah, you guys are the heroes of Fayhaven, and I do want to avoid my cousin, so let's do 800 and call it a deal. Hey, that that fits our pocketbook there, Crick? Crick starts just throwing money at him. Like like he's a stripper? (laughs) (laughs) You could have just handed it to me all at once. That would have been more convenient, but I appreciate the money. It would hurt with coins, make it rain. It'll (laughs) It'll be ready for you in two days. And he kind of just like magically holds it up and walks away. It looks ridiculous, really, with your armor and his little gnome hands. He's just kind of holding it into like a big ball that's bigger than his out the building. And uh, you don't even know where he's gone. Uh, I hope we can trust that gnome. (laughs) You know, gnome's a tricksy folk. You better sense his motive. I will indeed sense his motive. (laughs) 
That is a 26. With a 26, you pretty much know that Fayhaven's a trustful city. Gilly is a strong resident, and he is connected to Gilly. They're not going to rip off the heroes of Fayhaven for a couple hundred gold. Well, if they do, I'll rip something off from them. <laughs> Maybe their fingers. As you say that, some gnome fingers produce a beer for Anders. No, 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 <laughs> Far away from your anus. And a beer for Travis, a water for Crick. Mikey. Would you like anything to eat? Maybe more of this uh, lamb stew. It's venison now. Hey, okay, venison stew, please. It yes. was never lamb. We know. Okay. <laughs> he goes off. So, Anders, you, I keep hearing some noises from your sword. I know it, I know, it talks and stuff, but it's getting kind of a, kind of annoying over there. Yeah, he seems to do that. I imagine the sword's got something to say, and well, I'd like to hear it. Is this the, the time and place? Maybe we can buy him a drink. <laughs> Are you a party sword? <laughs> Good enough for me. <laughs> and he... Unsheeds it. Funny you making the sword yeah. sound. Replace with sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed a few of our sound effects are actually pretty close to what you put down. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Or I'll, I'll like lap, overlap it, right? So you get the human and yeah. the sound effect at the yeah, same yeah. time. <laughs> what say you, sword? Ah, I'm a sword. <laughs> I swear if it's a gnome sword. <laughs> hey! Yeah, I'm a gnome sword! They had to cast a large person just to hold me. Anders pitches it into the lake. <laughs> <laughs> Jams it into a stone. Good. So you draw the sword. And as you draw the sword, you just hear... Aah! Just let me take a breath. Don't put me back in. Just let me take a breath. Don't put me back in. Just let me take a breath. Don't put me back in. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh... Who are you? Uh, I believe I'm your... New owner, Enders. I, I, I believe I'm your new owner. Uh, R-T. R-T? Artie. That's what I said. That's what I remember. Are you not Verdant's might? That's what I was told. Uh, you don't sound very mighty, I must say. I'm going to be straight with you. I don't remember a lot. Mm, I can... Uh, I've been, identify. In that, I've been in that sheath a long time. Right, we all might. And, uh, yeah, who are you? You don't look that great. Well, I'll be damned. My name is Enders. I own you, Steel. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I've been given to a peasant. Ah. Oh, have you know I'm one of the heroes of Fayhaven? What the hell is a Fayhaven? Inders, perhaps you can tell him of previous life when you're also very powerful men. He may know this if he's a very old sword. Well, it turns out I'm 340 years old and I come from a place of the name Grislania, deep in the mountains to the north. You don't know where you are, though, if being in Fayhaven, it's to the north. Of the, the mountains are to the north of here. I'm going to be real with you right now. I have no idea what you are talking about. Yeah, you don't even know what a mountain is, do you? Just a lump of steel. I know what a mountain is. I have slain many demons on top of many mountains. 
I just really want to kill demons, if I'm being real with you. Like, we can get along if, if, if you just promise me, like, we get to kill some demons. I haven't been wet with blood for a really long time. Just make me wet! <laughs> Moisture levels. <laughs> this party is all about getting wet, let me say. Hey, who's that guy? Hey, uh, hey, 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 can you detect evil? Is that guy evil? I'm, I'm, I'm not, sorry. No? No. Okay, okay, the other table. No, is there some guys over there? It's swordmen. Ah. Uh, do you see us? I hear you. And whenever the DM wants me to see, I'll probably see, but I don't know <laughs> if he's going to really think about that too much. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah, yeah. So how are you a thing? Like, I don't... Do you have a brain? Ah. What are you a man? I... I I I think so. It's hard to remember. I've been uh I've been in that sheath for so long. Oh my god. For so so long. Are you thirsty? And just starts pouring some beer on the Is the, it blood? No. Uh, it's better, mate. It's it's oil. Well dunk me in, let's see what happens. <laughs> and he, he wets the blade. Oh, that's kinda good. That's kind of like blood. Ah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. I just kind of contain my excitement. Like I'm free, and I don't know. I'm I'm a bit, I'm a bit off. I don't uh, I don't remember. I think I think I was a man. I think I was a man. Artery, 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 artery. Yeah, let's split some arteries. Let's go. Soon enough, soon enough, I promise you, you'll be bathed in blood. Just don't put me back, just don't put me back, just don't put me back. Just keep me out, just keep me out. It's been a long time. I what? promise, I'll, I'll be quiet, I'll be quiet. I can't hold you all day. Let's just put me on the ground or something. Let me just be a part of on this. On the ground? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was the person who held you before Anders did? Griff. What did he do with you? He put me back in the sheath in some vault. Did he use you to kill demons? No, he said I was annoying and put me in the sheath and put me in such closed room. Who who before Griff found you? Oh, good question, good question, good question. I... Travis I, is going to go and get a, another chair for the sword and kind of prop it up there so he can prop it up in one conversation. Oh, I got to say, I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that. Hey, put me down. What was your name again? Flanders... <laughs> Oakley Dokley. Hideley ho, neighborino. Mmm, <laughs> unflavored for me. <laughs> Feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. <laughs> it's Enders, I'll have you know. Flanders was a long lost uncle of mine from way back. He's no longer with us. Cool story, bro. Can I go in the chair now? <laughs> if you must. Yeah, 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 sit me down, sit me down. It's like I'm a human again. That's a piece of steel. Nah, 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 yeah, yeah. I'm not a human. I wasn't a human, was I? No, oh, I was something different. Oh, that tickled an old brain cell. Oh, no, before humans. Before humans. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe elfmen. No, ah. Maybe I, uh, maybe I need some more time. If you guys find some more information, I can, I can, I can start to remember. I just know I really like killing demons. I know that for sure. Well, you got that going for you, I must say, because otherwise you sound like a bloody minge. I uh, you to be in a sheath for time <laughs> <laughs> and see how you turn out. You're not, you're not even wearing any armor. You look ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I will puke on you, just so you know. 
Do not cross me. It, it, it is inevitable that uh, Enders will throw up on all of us. It, it just happens over time, you see. If I can get some demon's blood on me, I will take all the puke you can muster. <laughs> Fair trade. <laughs> uh, oh, can I do a knowledge... Uh, does Arcana or Planes or Religion make any sense on this thing? It would probably be a knowledge history. No, I don't have that. If they're hearing a little bit more of this sword, uh, I wish to roll a knowledge history on this. All right. Not so good. Uh, 16. So Crick knows that talking swords were mostly relics of the past. So you can confirm that it is a really old object. He did say that he was something before. So you can assume that his spirit was transformed into this. But that's kind of a lost art. So all you really know is that it's ancient and it's valuable, but you don't really know where it came from. And it takes a really close look at the blade with a perception check now that it's unsheathed. Yeah. You don't even really need a perception check. You can take 10, 20. You can really study the blade. We're not under any time constraints. You can take all the time you need to study the blade. Perhaps there are some runes or something Mm. on this uh, Mm -hmm. weapon. Indeed. There is writing on the blade. Mm. And it's in a language that you do not understand. The blade is also very impressive. Even though it's been sheathed for God knows how long, it is very sharp. It's got a faint glow to it. And it glows a light green. So whenever it talks, it gets a little brighter and dimmer as it talks. Mm, It's radioactive. (laughs) Radioactive. Radioactive. And there are, yeah, there are runes in a different language on it that you've never seen before. Uh, So we don't recognize the language. We have no hope of recognizing the language, I assume. Um, Well, uh, one moment. Let me take a look. Uh, Crick wishes to do... A oh. linguistics check on these uh, runes. Okay. Perhaps he knows a little bit more. It's very strange. I've not seen this before. Ah, it's very difficult to understand this. So I don't think I know what these are yet. Yeah, you try to take a look, and what was your roll? A 15. A 15? So with a 15, you can rule out every single language that you know. So it does not come from the demons. Obviously, it's trying to fight the demons, but not abyssal. It's like looking at hieroglyphics for the first time. Interesting. I I, I wish to study these runes more uh, at future times, I I believe. Do you have pen and paper or uh, pencil and paper? You can maybe write them down and show them to people? Certainly. Yes. Okay. Jot down notes. (laughs) (laughs) The swords, like, draw me like your French girls. Yeah. (laughs) It feels really good to just hang out again, I gotta say. Yeah, yeah Polly's been lacking a, another person since uh, our, our buddy Akimbo left. Yeah, and he wouldn't shut up ever, so this is perfect that we have this sword. That- <laughs> <laughs> oh, Akimbo, always talking so much. Always. <laughs> so are you guys peasants or something, or do you guys, like, dig ditches, or what do you do? <laughs> peasants. It's mostly peasants, yes. Uh, uh, although Crick is the uh, half son of a 
very powerful family, but he's more of the bastard variety. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So we're far away from demons then. Not so far, I believe. Oh, not for long. These these are going to be a place we're going to, and perhaps the demons there. Yeah, I can't. Okay, I gotta say, I'm a little excited. I can totally kill some demons. I will. I'm a knight-lift tenant of the Grislania Order, where we are going to slay demons. I'm a paladin. You are my blade. I am the knight-lift tenant of a fucking... Oh, you son of a bitch. You're my blade. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get along great, aren't we? (laughs) Minge for a blade. You look like an old drunk. I am. I'm a drunken sort. What's it to you? Oh. Yeah, well, my demon-killing potential, you know, I'm a little worried about that. But besides that, you know, I think uh, you did promise me some demons, and uh, I'm just happy not being a sheath anymore. Yes, well, indeed. Yeah, like, about that. (laughs) (laughs) Damned if I'll be berated by a blade that's a few sandwiches short of a picnic. Who is one wielding you when you slay less demons? Oh, good question, good question, good question. I don't know. (laughs) He's just taking the piss with us. Can I sense motive a sword? Sure. (laughs) Oh, three on the die. Yeah. Well, with the three, you think he's just confused and just happy to be out of the sheath. All right, I'll see if you are what you say you is. 18. 18. So you feel like this sword is determined to slay demons. It is what it is made for. You don't know how it was all of a sudden a sword, but the essence of what's left of the thing that was put in the sword just really wants to kill demons. You don't say it wants to kill demons. Well, I wouldn't have figured that up until this point. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys just normally like sit around a table and say nothing? <laughs> Sometimes, I'm cool. I'm cool. I can hang out. These, hang these out. are the best of times. Yes, yeah, when we can yeah. sit and not have yeah. to talk. It's not demon slaying, but I'm just, I'm just happy to be out of the sheath. Normally, my drinking isn't interrupted by a cheeky blade. What's cheeky? You are. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Demon slaying. Got it. <laughs> I'm gonna need another ale pretty quick here. Hey, did I hear another ale? Right on time, Gilly. <laughs> Gilly's just always <laughs> yeah, right there with yeah. an earshot waiting. Yeah. <laughs> Travis, may- how's yours? He's maybe the best actual bartender ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's the candle. It gives yeah, him- <laughs> yeah. It's a true seeing candle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he went with Griff and opened up Fifty Shades of Grey, he just really wanted the hat to be a better bartender. So he asked, Travis, how's your drink? I could use another one. Oh, what do you know? I had one just in case. And a water for Crick. Even though I see you're, uh, you're not really drinking your water. Everything okay, Crick? Yes. Okay. <laughs> There's more to that, but I'm going to let it go because I want money. And he just walks away. So, you guys have been through a lot. You guys can do whatever you want. You have a talking sword. What do you guys do? Since we're waiting for Ender's uh, armors, we yeah. might as well stay for a celebration and then get on our way. There's no sense going before, otherwise you're not much good at protecting without armor. Oh, yes, so we won't be going out 
in my birthday suit. Mm. That won't do. So you guys really have nothing you want to do for the rest of the day. You got to wait for two days to get this armor fixed. There's a celebration coming. So are we just kind of speeding it up into night? You guys are going to relax. You've been through a lot. Your characters don't really want to get into anything right now. Yeah, Travis is that is the ready vibe to, I'm getting? Travis is ready to bed down without a lady in his bed. Yeah. Hey, Craig wishes to try with friends uh, later on. Uh, this new power the ancestors have given him. Um, this may hurt friends, so only when you're ready. Oh, well, uh, yeah, let's, let's do it. I wish to see how this works. Okay, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll. Do we need to go outside for this? Or are we gonna do it right in the in the in the bar here? Perhaps in the room, I believe. If you think you're gonna be scoring me with your blade, you got another thing coming. No blade, not for you. you leave your weird, blade for me. Your weird rituals to yourself there. I abuse my body in other ways. Uh, and Ender's uh, Ender's intention is to have a more of a quiet evening to see if. He can parlay with Okrama, as he stated earlier, some sort of meeting. Uh. Please, Anders, uh, just for a moment, I, I, I wish to try this. You wish to try it on me right now? Yes, you and uh, and friend, Travis, as well. Hey, I'm here too! No, no, Swordman, I don't think you will be bleeding. It's okay, it's okay, I can wait, I can wait. You're gonna have to. I understand your gut founded for blood, but just wait a day or two. Hey, Flanders, can you get some of the blood and rub it on me after? Oh, I'll rub something on you, you little uh, perhaps oil. We could, we could do right here, I believe. Uh, one moment, friends. This is going to hurt. And Crick starts gesturing with his hands, uh, thinking to how, how, what the ancestors have told him, how to access this new spell. So he pulls out his ceremonial dagger. And while kind of doing some incantations, stabs himself in the hand. Like fully through his hand? Not like all the way through, but yeah, like... Yeah. Like it hurts. Like a good amount. Oh yeah, like like this is... Crick's taking damage here. Yeah, nothing you can't heal over an item, sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, And so... Holy shit! That's what I want! Yeah. So, friends, please make fortitude saves. Here we go, he's stabbing (laughs) himself again and now... Oh, no. 17. 17 is exactly enough. Eight. Eight is not enough. So, Crick's stab in hand, blood everywhere. It's glorious! It hurts so much. But also, at the same time his hand start bleeding, Ender's hand start bleeding. It do, it do not stop with a little bit of blood either. It continue for... Six seconds, he waits, Crick hand still bleeding, he look over at Anders, Anders hand still bleed. Anders, touch me, just touch me a little bit. You son of a bitch, you said you weren't gonna scar me with your ancestor witch doctory. No, I say I no stab you. Uh, the second six seconds happens, and more blooding, he's hurting very much, we both are taking damage. This is awesome! First turn, we both take one point of D- damage. Uh, Second turn, oh, uh, we take two more points of damage. Another six seconds happen, and we both take four more pieces of damage. I've got the stigmata, I do. <laughs> I like you guys a lot. 
Crick looked down at hand and... I got my hand over the, the soldier's kind of shoulder, if he had shoulders. Be like, yeah, hey, we're just watching this. Yeah, 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 you're cool. You're the cool one. He, he looked at hand and see scatters of magical power for men lying down to make slip powers. And so he had to brush off much blood off of hands to, to just to be able to see. Anders is hurt very badly too from this, I think, but not as much as Crick. Not Travis as, seems to have no effect. Not as much as you're about to be hurt, you little <laughs> bastard. <laughs> and then the spell stops, uh, the blood stop. Uh. Oh, thank you, ancestors. Now I know how these new, new abilities work. And what did you get from that? Uh, it's a new spell, a new spell called Bloodbath. Yeah. So I can target myself and up to one living creature a level, um, but nobody can be more than 30 feet apart. And essentially, we all start getting the bleed condition, like actually bleeding, um, and not just me, but everybody that I target with it too. So, for what benefit? It hurts them. It normally wouldn't happen to. I wouldn't do it to my friends in a battle. I could be like those three dudes over there and me, stab myself in the hand, and then they all start bleeding. Oh, so you're testing it on your friend? Yes. Never used this power before. Yeah, yeah. Ancestors yeah. just speak to me recently about new abilities, and this yeah. is one. And Anders, how do you feel about that? I feel rather irritated by this. We could have found a mangy uh, mongrel dog to test this on. Yes, exactly. This is what Crick look for too. Touch me, touch me, touch me. <laughs> All right, you want me to... T That's it. And Anders gets up and he grabs no, the blade no, 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 with no, no. his bloody hand. No! All <laughs> kind of good, though. I like the bloody hand. Like, Don't you worry. And he walks out to the... He leaves the, the tavern for a minute and he goes and finds the nearest pile of fucking horse shit no. from where the horses are tied up outside. And he just... You, you want to be covered, do you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just slices it through no, the biggest no, pile no, of horse no. shit. Well, now you're going to smell, too. Do you feel better? 20%. All right, then. I feel a little better. Anders, I'm sorry for hurting you. I didn't... I, did, I needed to know. But here. And then he reaches out and casts a cure light wounds on you. Oh, I appreciate that. You get nine... Uh, 11 hit points back. Ooh, max. I'm so feel, you're fully here. I feel better than I did before. <laughs> Travis is just kind of watching on the porch all this yeah. time, just <laughs> sipping his beer. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, like like it might be just that it started to wet, like a, a little red spot welling up on your hand, and then it didn't quite take because you saved on the spell against the spell. So yeah, he just kind of closes his hand and it heals up pretty quick. It's like, yeah, okay, well that could come in handy. Hmm. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what the hell are you guys doing? Oh my god. Just so you guys know, this is the last day of your free shit. So you get your rooms tonight, your couple drinks, but uh, you guys okay? Like, this kind of this kind of seemed fucked up. I think they're okay. We are just gaining many powers and uh, becoming most powerful force in the entire world, I believe. Uh, I'm sure we're not the first patrons to bleed all over your establishment with your fight club going on in your basement. Well, not on purpose. <laughs> Definitely the first time on purpose. Well, here are your room keys, and just let me know if you guys need anything the rest of the night. Oh, Gilly, I had one question. Is there anybody in town that, that uh, you know, maybe your strongest mage, somebody that knows uh, about magical items? Of course, it's Fayhaven. There's lots of powerful mages. Okay, well, maybe I'll, uh, I'll hit you up tomorrow for one of those names. Of course. 
So with that wacky day in the books, you guys are winding down. You've had your meals. You've had your relaxation. And it's time for you to all go to your rooms. Travis, are you doing anything before bed? Nope. Travis is feeling pretty good for the night. He's ready to bed down. All right. Crick, are you doing anything before bed? No. No. And Anders, are you up to anything before bed? Indeed I am. Oh, Jesus. Anders uh, clutches the Okrama medallion around his neck. And uh, he begins sort of praying. He doesn't want to call it a prayer, but he's thinking some loud thoughts. Trying to draw Okrama to him for a, a meeting. A meeting of minds. A discussion of things. Voluntary meeting with a chroma coming? A voluntary meeting. Oh my god. And if you guys want to know how that's going to go, you're going to have to find out next week. Fight Club! Fight Club! <laughs>